Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hello, beautiful human. Welcome back. Welcome back. And as always, sending you love and gratitude for being here, for being open and aware and taking this along wherever it does and being part of this amazing freaking space and community. It just, it never fall flats with me how lucky and how fortunate and grateful I am for each and every one of you. I am also grateful for amazing souls that have come into my life. And one of those souls, Danielle Gonzalez is my guest today. Danielle is a mindset coach who specializes in conscious awareness and what that means, if, if that lingo is familiar to you, fantastic. If not, fantastic. We get to learn and explore together. But that language talking about being aware and aware in a way that we are cognizant of what is happening. And a lot of what, what Danielle coaches on is really truthfully around anxiety, stress, depression, pieces that so many of us feel throughout our day or our life or a season. And this idea that she talks about that I just was obsessed with was the importance of knowing the why, really getting to the root. That is something that I have talked at nauseam on here. Let's get to the root. Let's just not look and see at what is on the surface. Let's not just look and see of, okay, I'm I'm experiencing anxiety, but why? What is underneath that and why is that coming up? And really naming it versus knowing it. It is one thing to know I'm here, but it is one thing to name the experience and open up that mind to awareness, to dive into that. I cannot wait for all of you to hear the amazing golden nuggets that Danielle shares. I am just, I truthfully could listen to her speak time and all day, all day long. It's just one amazing truth after the next. It's it's so beautiful. It's such a wonderful conversation and I'm honored to be able to share it with each and every one of you. Open up your ears, open up your hearts and open up your minds to Danielle. I'm excited for everybody to get to know you a little bit more. Why don't you go ahead and share the question that I hate being asked. Who are you and what do you do or who are you? Yes. Um, well, my name is Danielle. Um, I am a mindset coach and I specialize in conscious awareness. Um, I'm really passionate about helping people normalize anxiety, stress, emotions, so that we can break down the barriers and really push past them. Um, yeah, I live in New York City. Woo. Um, and from California. That's who I am. <laughs> Where did this idea of normalizing anxiety come stem from um it really came from me having anxiety and no one around me really talking about it or I won't I won't say 
not having it because I think it just wasn't being talked about. Um, and so this whole idea around it being different and separate. And as I went on my journey, um, I've just noticed that most everybody has some form of anxiety, which we might call it stress, overwhelm. Um, but the idea that it is really just a fear and we all have fears. So just understanding that it is normal to have. Um, and once we can break that down, I think when we know anxiety is a fear and then we're fearful that we have anxiety because um, it's different, then we're just amplifying anxiety on top of anxiety. And so if we can reduce the fear of having anxiety, then we can reduce, we can get to like the real anxiety um, and calm the nervous system down a little bit. So that's where that comes from. You, you shared with me before, and I loved how you mentioned this of the, the importance of na naming versus knowing your anxiety. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah, I think, well, one, I think in life, we use the word, I'm anxious, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed very much. Um, and one, it's really good to name that because it's good to be aware of what we're feeling, but it doesn't do everything because we have to unpack why we're feeling that way. And the why is a lot different usually than the external thing we think, right? It's not the busy work schedule. It's not the breakup. It's not the, um, you know, anything like that. Anything external, the big, even the big or little that's happening in your life, the move, the big decision that you have to make. Um, it's a lot deeper than that. Um, and so if we can start to understand the why behind that anxiety and stress and where that comes from like what's the fear really is I try to get like most of my clients to get to the fear which we're scared to even mention the fear um and that's a problem if we can't mention the fear then we can't move past it so yeah I think naming it is always good but I think naming it even further right so right even like fear of failure I think a lot of us have fear of failure but there's twofold to behind the fear of failure. Um, so naming it further, you can get to the root, um, the better it is to help you like process it. It's the space of actually having a relationship with the experience because anxiety, when we say, and I'm so going to raise my hand and say, I have been, I still continue to be guilty of saying this word of, I, I, feeling I am anxious or I am stressed or I am right. We are not, you are not that emotion or that experience. That's just typically how we say it, but the sense of getting to understand and build a knowing in a relationship with what that experience is helps you. I, for me anyway, to hold it and to say, okay, I can unattach my identity. This is not a flaw in me. This is not who I am, but I don't even understand why this is coming up or where this is stemming from. Yeah. Yeah. It's the difference between that. That's what's helped me because to feel, to feel stressed 
and to feel anxious and think this is just how I am is really, really stressful. <laughs> like that's stressful, right? To feel out of control, to feel that, like, of course, like that brings up a ton. So to know that it actually, to process it and describe what you're feeling behind these words allows it to not be who you are, like you're saying, it allows it to be something that is starting to happen to you and the way you're feeling. Um, and not knowing the why behind it is really frustrating. Like you're saying, like, I don't know why, like that's super frustrating too. Um, so I always just say like, there is a reason, we just have to find it. <laughs> I would love to hear your opinion on this. This is so, of course, exactly what is coming up and we're talking about this. So I have had in different seasons of my life, varying levels of anxiety or experience. I've experienced different levels of anxiety. See, I said it same, right? Like we always say, I've, <laughs> I've experienced varying levels of anxiety from impacting every single aspect of my life to not really being aware, just little hits or floats of it. And not too long ago, probably about a six, six weeks ago, I had days and weeks where I was experiencing anxiety that just didn't make sense. They're just, it was just here and why, and it was very different from what my experience in the past was. And I had to get to a point where I said to myself, okay, I don't know the why right now, but I trust and know that I don't have to understand it right now, that my body will begin to show me and unravel it for me when it's safe and able to do so. So if there was someone that came to you and said, I don't, I don't know the why, where, what do you do with that? Yeah. Most people don't know the why. Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, I think we know, I think we know some sort of reason. I think we do know, but we don't, it doesn't make sense to us why we would be feeling that way. Does that make sense? Like, I think we do know why deep down, but I think we have an internal battle of shame that feels like there's no way that the things in my life that are happening right now merit this tide reaction in my body. And so we're just in this internal conflict of not allowing, because the truth is once I sit down and like, I usually, once you sit down with somebody and ask them the questions, like, and allow them the space and remove that shame, it starts to come up. And it's like, we have to, we have to release the shame that it could be something really small in front of us and a really big, heavy emotion behind it. Um, but it doesn't make sense. And that's that internal conflict that we're having. Um, and usually like the way I always say to reduce that, I don't know why, is to take people's life events and unravel themes within each event and really understand that each of us have probably I'm two or three fears that has in beliefs that have filtered most of our decisions and lives and feelings. And so if you can figure those out, then in the moment when it doesn't make sense, you can, like you said, tell yourself, I don't quite know what's going on, but I know there's a reason. And the more you start to admit and understand the, that one of those fears and beliefs is coming up in this moment, then you can like, then you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like get quiet and like understand or do breath work, right? Or do something that lets you get quiet to know and be like, oh, here it is again, right? Like this is the belief. 
but I do, I will say that even that's frustrating for people to know that there's been like two or three themes their whole life. Like mm -hmm. my clients are like, damn it, you know? Like, yeah. oh, no. um, and so it's really just us like trying to not have that internal conflict. Does that make sense? Totally. And it brings us back to what you said in the beginning too, of this space of experiencing anxiety and then being fearful about experiencing the anxiety. So when we can start to remove this or decrease the amount of fear that you have because you're having it and saying, okay, maybe I don't know the why, or maybe I do know the why, but maybe there's so much undercurrent under that, that, oh, okay, I am safe and able to feel this and to be in this right now. And I, it doesn't have to be this way forever. Yeah. And it won't be like, mm -hmm. it won't be because you're, if you can have that awareness or like start to have that awareness, right? Like I'm safe. My body is on my side. It's just feeling unsafe right now. And so if what I have to do is name it, understand it, get on board with it and prove to it that we're going to be safe, regardless of the action, it doesn't want me to take habits, right? Like that's, that's how your brain needs proof. Um, but it takes practice. So it's going to take a while to figure out, to like calm that nervous system for sure. Um, but I, I find comfort in, I personally find comfort in knowing that there's less fears and beliefs. And I run it off my life off of those because it really does hit in every area of my life. And, you know, like the same, like I have a fear of abandonment um, and that fear pops up in, it's popped up in work. It's popped up in dating. It's popped up in family, friendships, working out. It's popped up in every area. And so when I can really see where that's popping up, um, and I know why, and I've processed the why. Now I have the opportunity to change the narrative each time I admit it in the moment. And that's how you live in the present um, versus letting like something in the past affect your future. Because that's really what living in the present is really one of the biggest catalysts to help in that space because anxiety or stress, depression, the, these other spaces, they live in what's to come. They live in the future of, oh my gosh, what is, what is, what could be, what could go wrong, all of this. Or they live in the past of this happened, how did it? We're living in these either different places except right here now in the present moment. The biggest revelation I actually had like after teaching a bunch was I think like, I don't know, maybe a few months, like maybe like eight months ago, um, was like this definition for me for the present moment that made finally made sense because I'm like in the present, no thinking, no thinking, like we're just supposed to be, be, be right. There's so much messaging on that. And I actually, what makes sense to me is that the present means that in any given moment, I'm able to access my fears, triggers, beliefs, so that I do not take action out of them and I like move forward and they don't affect my future. So it's like in any given moment I can access my past so that it doesn't, it doesn't influence my future. And that's that moment of awareness. That's the moment of being present and to make a decision in the present moment to serve your future. Um, because I still think like if we're anxious about the future, it's being influenced by the past. So like, I think people are scared to know their past, but I want to know so quickly that it's happening in front of me. I'm feeling a little anxious. It's calling this memory, this is happening. I'm not gonna let this influence my future. 
And that's how I make a decision as Danielle now, who I'm, who the healed version of me right now is to serve my future. Um, because like, we're never going to stop thinking, right? Like being doesn't mean not thinking all the time, right? We're humans, like we're constantly searching for meaning at all times. And so it's to know, does the healthy version of me right now making this decision or is the unhealthy version of me or this part of me from my past making my decision? And it's gonna affect the future, right? Every decision we make affects the future. Oh, oh man, there's a lot that I wanna unpack in all of that because I was so into and engrossed in all that you were saying and sharing. And it's so true when you think about it of, it really is our past that when we do have anxious thoughts or feelings about the future, what we know is what we know. And so what we know is what we had experienced. And so of course the instances of our past or the thoughts or the beliefs or whatever we're carrying can and very much do bleed into what we think or what we're creating in our mind could or might happen in the future. Yeah, it's, there's, no, there's really nothing else more true yet. It's super hard for people to, for everybody to, and I, I'm right there with them. I was right there. Um, it's really hard to admit that things are still affecting you. Um, and I hear it all the time. Like I have friends and people saying, oh no, that person, that don't influence me. I'm over that. I'm over that. And it sounds really strong to say that, but if you're still making decisions in your life that you don't like or you don't desire you're recognizing patterns just because you've moved on from a situation doesn't mean that it's not impacting your current life still in a lot of ways right so like I don't want to be like my mom or something not me not my mom (laughs) sorry mom like if I like I'm using an example in my head I'm thinking of somebody like I don't want to be like my mom um so I'm gonna go opposite of her you know like you're still being influenced by her by doing that um so I think it's just like getting really real and honest. Um, It doesn't take that long to get real and honest though, if you're allowed in that space. Um, Like it's super easy, like I said, because we know we're just holding up so many barriers from allowing us to know. Um, And knowing is so much more powerful. (laughs) It feels so freeing too, to put, to take down some of those layers, to take down some of those barriers, to say, I just don't want to hold up all of this crap and these, these masks or this, this persona that just isn't mine. I do, you do truly, truly know. And we lose sight of our inner knowing because of life. And how do you get back to that for you? How have you got back to some of that inner knowing or that ability to say, this is my truth. And I actually can say that and hold that uncertainty instead of saying, Oh no, no, it's not. That couldn't be. Yeah. I get, I get, I took on a lot of ownership. Um, that's probably been the most key thing that's ever happened in my life. Um, but I also had to get really quiet and I had to, um, I'm an overshare and I process everything with everybody. Um, and I had to get very quiet in the beginning of my own healing journey, meaning not sharing what I was feeling and thinking even in pain um, because a lot of people around me weren't doing the same stuff. So I had to, I had a lot of like voices in my mind um, and opinions and thoughts and people in my mind 
stop asking for opinions and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I did get quiet, but I took a lot of ownership on and I just really, I, I mean this with my entire whole being that the quicker we can understand that we play a huge part in everything in our life, like every bad thing that's happened, every good thing that's happened. Um, and we can see what part we played, the quicker we can change the game. Um, so I'm really honest about what I'm fearful of. And I'm really honest about ways in which I've created my worst fears to come true based on my fear and my anxieties. Um, and so, yeah, just being really, really, really honest and taking ownership and knowing that that's going to serve me in the long run, even though it's, it can be <laughs> painful and humbling for sure to do. Um, yeah, that's like been super important for me. And um, yeah, really that's the biggest thing. It is a big pill to swallow to realize that we do have to, it is, it is your role to take personal responsibility and personal ownership for yourself and your being and your thoughts and your actions and your behaviors. That does not mean, and I tell everybody this, especially when we breathe or we're or my coach and we work through something heavy, that does not mean that you are taking ownership for the shit that somebody else did, placed, said, pushed, whatever on you. That is not yours to carry. That is not yours to carry. And guess what? Most of the time it's really sad and it's unfair and it fucking sucks that that happened. Flat out. Yes, 100%. But you're the only one that can do something different about what and how you handle and manage that. And none of that has to be fair, but that's just the truth of what it is. There's a liberation from finding out your own stuff and finding being able to take ownership enough to find out your own triggers, beliefs, fears. Um, because once you start to see that you have them, <laughs> and there's reasons why you can start to see that other people have them and therefore forgiveness becomes a lot easier. Compassion, compassion becomes a lot easier and anger reduces a lot more and you can walk away from things, um, a lot easier. Um, and the more I did this, this is how I started to know, like, what do I want? Right. Because I think in who I am, like coming back to that knowing, cause I'm like, I started to really see as voices started to quiet down how someone else was just being and acting. And I was putting meaning associated to it. And I was giving up my voice when no one asked me any longer to give up my voice. Right. At one point I held on to something and I, I ran with it and now I was placing meetings on things and not showing up in my truth and my voice, not because pe new people I was meeting were telling me <laughs> to do it. It's how I was showing up in the world because I thought that's the only way I would receive love, belonging, acceptance. And so realizing that I didn't have to do that stuff um, or believing that I didn't have to do that stuff. And I think, I think the hardest part is like, like I love taking Enneagram tests, human design, all of these things. Um, but what you come up as and who you think you are and who your identity has been now does not have to, does not mean that's who you are. I've talked to so many people who are like, are angry with the role that they're playing with friendships or spouses or, you know, relationships or at their job. And to know that like, even OCD and, um, 
overworking and all these things that we're doing, right? I'm a people pleaser. I mean, I'm a huge people pleaser. Great. I am. I'm always going to be in some way, shape or form a people pleaser, but that's not my identity. And when it is my identity, it's no longer healthy. Like none of those things are good. And so to know that you can change anything in your like core being, if you want to, it's possible. And I think we think it's not possible because this is just who I am, but it's not who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you can say, wow, this might be a big piece of my core being, but it is a piece of it. It is not the one thing that makes me or that makes you exactly who you are. You are you, period. That's it. That's all that you need to know and be. And the rest just gets to be cool, fun layers and accessories. Yeah. But we can't just... You, you have to put on a whole outfit. You can't just put on earrings all the time. Like you can't, that's just not how it works. You can't just solely pick one thing and just squeeze the shit out of it. Trying yeah. to make that it, it just, it, I've done it and it doesn't serve and it does not work. Not long-term anyway. No, I was like, if anything is like, if one thing of you that you're super strong in is making everything else kind of like, fall or not make you feel good then it's not serving you in the way that it needs to be right we all have really good qualities that are beautiful qualities um and allow us to do things and help people do whatever you're meant to do in this world but if like you said if we squeeze it it's not gonna do its purpose it's just gonna derail us and snowball us (laughs) into stress and anxiety Mm -hmm. yeah i almost like to use you brought up Enneagram and personality tests and I like astrology and I like I I love all of these pieces I actually really like them they've been more serving to me in truth to understand why and how other people Mm. are and function and work and do the way that they do it helps me to have more compassion and empathy and understanding of somebody else instead of saying this is exactly who I am because I never remember what Enneagram number I am. I never, I never remember all of the things that I've done and looked at a zillion times. Just, I, I just don't. But reading that or hearing that and seeing about how there is somebody in my life that is an integral part of it or somebody who just passed through, I can stop and say, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Get it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I think like, I'm like, I, I love same. I think those are all so helpful. And all of those in those areas and I I will say the same like that's like the compassion that you get by just knowing yourself really well too right you start to see it more and more um when you start to take like you take you're like oh okay I know myself really well and there must be something else behind this other than just them being the way that they are being right which is like what the Enneagram human design all that's helping um it's so it's such good information and it helps so many of us be able to like navigate life um but yeah it's your willingness and openness to share your stuff and then you'll find out other people's stuff <laughs> too right the a big shift that happened in my life is when i started giving it was only until when i started giving self compassion and being empathetic towards myself that I realized how 
as much as I held people and that was my role and I wanted to support and give to others, I realized I actually had no empathy or compassion. I was so jaded to everybody else because I was not giving any of that to myself at all at all. And when I finally did, and when I cracked that open, suddenly I real like you, as you said, yeah, yeah. when you realize that this is your process, you can understand how somebody else can be in their process. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I've been on this topic for a little bit now and I haven't like wrote on it or posted on it yet, but I've been talking a lot about it. Um, and like anybody who works with me know this because I like hammer it <laughs> and it's like because I think it's fascinating and I watch them their eyes like transform as we go through it is that I we take people's lives that are completely different male female it doesn't matter what gender and we go in and we look at their lives as a whole and we break it down in events and we break it down into beliefs and then we leave just knowing that as humans we all just want love and belonging and that's our biggest desire and so most of our fears actually all of our fears I don't even want to say most that's me being playing small all of our fears are around that and so the quicker we can start to see how our life is filtering through that give ourselves like our little selves compassion who didn't get something or needed something or wherever that might have been then like we naturally start to look at people and see that that's what they're desiring. Even if they're acting not so friendly, even if they're doing something really bad, you can start to see that's what they want. So it doesn't matter any like physical things about you, right? Gender doesn't, job, location, it doesn't like ethnicity, you know, country, it doesn't matter. I've had conversations traveling, especially the last year with people in all different nationalities and like English is their second language and within a simple conversation they understand that and like it's beautiful and so the quicker we can understand that and for ourselves and then for others then but it takes time for us to even really comprehend that in ourselves which is why you take you know you understand yourself really well and you unravel the why behind everything but fundamentally as humans we're all desiring the same things um and everything that we're fearful of and do we all we all try to get these needs in different ways but it still comes back to the same root um and i think it's just been it's really fascinating to watch um as i go through each course that like this is just this is how it always works out um so it's 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 really simple but complicated <laughs> it all is yeah right it's all simple <laughs> it just doesn't mean that it's the easiest piece to access. Absolutely. So not. many things. I say that so often about so many different things. It's really simple. It just doesn't come naturally or easily right now in the way that we've been conditioned. And even when you know it, it's not that simple, right? Like no. I'm still struggling through no. it. I'm so much more closer because I'm like knowing and I'm, I'm, I'm on board with that. It's the same. You know, like it took me a while to get on board. And then when you're on board, it's a journey to actively stay, to keep reminding yourself that there's meaning. This is it. There's better. This is what I'm desiring. This is what I'm needing. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's a daily choice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. We have, you and I have had a conversation 
a few times now, and I would love for you to talk on this and touch on this just a little bit, because so many of the listeners that listen, they've been here, they have worked through things, they've processed things, they've breathed, they've coached, they've just done their own piece. And this idea of being addicted or comfortable with the idea that we are healing, that we are almost addicted, truly, truly addicted to the healing space. Yeah. I've found myself there the last like year or like coming out of it. Um, and like a constant reminder for me, um, because I know there's always a reason. And I know that there's greatness on the other side of like working through something. But I think the biggest problem for me has been feeling like I have to be healed in order to have something now. Um, that's where the addiction, I think, started to come in a little bit of like, I know that logically that's not true, but I think I fall on this fresh, this, this point of, I guess more in the receiving, like being open to receive the things that I want right now. Um, I think subconsciously I find myself sometimes thinking like, I have to work through this and then I can get that. Um, and that's a dangerous thing to play in because I, right now I'm just trying to exercise. I'm working through this, but I still can have this with that. Um, because I do think a lot that I have now couldn't have happened. I do know that a lot that I have now could not have happened if I didn't go through the massive healing, but I am like, I am healed. Um, like healing is a daily choice and a daily thing, but I am in a really awesome spot. Um, and I know myself so well. And so I no longer have to be fearful that like, I have to keep going through massive things to, to get where I want to go. And now it's just part of the process. It just is. And it's not one or the other. Um, is that, if that makes sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. This there's so much glory and talk about the struggle about everything has to be a struggle. Everything has to be hard. Everything, you have to grind, you have to work, you have to constantly be healing or in this dark space and have this big breakthrough and all of that. And there's a, so much truth to that. There's, there's absolute no doubt about it. So much truth to that. There's also a ton of power that we give to the way we speak to it. And, and you said, point blank, I am healed. We use that powering language to show the universe and anybody listening, you can use that to say, I am and claim what you choose to be because in truth you are, yeah. it just doesn't mean that you're, you're done and you don't have to ever evolve or grow or change again, or there isn't going to be hard shit that comes along the way, but you can also just be, it's coming back to what we said in the beginning. You can be present. Yeah. It's, it really comes down to, I think for me, what I noticed, and then I'm actually noticing it with like some people that I'm working with who have done a lot of work already. Um, it's like, we, you start to then have to tr like, you go through, it's like a pendulum swing. Like you're, you're really like working on these habits, you're changing, you're actively doing all these things. And then it's like, oh, wait, now I need to trust my heart now 
to know that my heart and me and my mind are on the same side and we can make decisions together where before it probably wasn't. And so there's a separate, there's a togetherness and separation that's happening throughout your entire like healing process. Um, because actively like you're trying to trust your heart, but your mind is convincing you elsewhere. And so there's this like great internal struggle, but coming to this position now of like, I am like, we talked about this recently too, but like, I am safe to be healed. And a year ago for me, I had to come back into my heart and know that like my heart was like scared to make any decision because I had lost trust in it because I kind of had to, (laughs) in order to like get healed a little bit, like I had to kind of like figure that out. And so for me, it's been coming back to this, like, regardless of what anybody else says, right? Because as you heal, people are not going to understand that you are different at all. And I've learned that Um, and so it's not up to them. It's up to you and your heart to know that we are safe to be this version of us and we are safe when we trust ourselves to make decisions. Um, and like, we don't have to keep like processing massively everything Like we can just do and know that like, we're coming from the present, like you're saying, right? Like I have to say, I trust myself. I do know my stuff and I know what I'm doing and I can call myself out really quickly now and move forward. And so trusting that and knowing I don't have like yeah, just to trusting the heart thing, like you are safe to trust. <laughs> yeah, and that explanation, the thought that came to my mind in this space that I know that I've been in many times or for an extended period of time was ultimately the bottom line issue was, yes, I had made a ton of progress and I was working through a ton of stuff. Boiling down to the bare bones of it was, I still did not trust myself enough to not have to rely on everybody else to give me the answer or to fix me or to continue to seek being healed and just trusting and knowing I know the answers and I can trust my heart. I can trust my inner wisdom. I can trust my voice. I am safe to feel the hard stuff. I'm safe to feel the light stuff and I'm safe to pause and take a break from it all too and claim that I actually am a healed version of who I was. Yeah. At some point in time. Yeah. No. Right. It's weird to say, cause I'm like, it doesn't. And I think here's me reducing the shame saying I am a healed person does not mean I don't have bad days. Right. Yes. And I think that's the thing. Like life is not, that's not what this journey is about. Like life, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have good days. And the reason why, like, I mean, emotional agility, um, is really key. Um, and that's being able to, like, I'm talking about have awareness behind your emotions so that you can feel the good and the bad and know the why and move through it. If we don't exercise the, the emotions and the understanding how to move through the bad, like, and the good, we won't know how to like access it when things go really the good, when it really goes really bad. So I think the notice of myself to say confidently, I am a healed version is I know that even when bad things happen, I feel a lot of joy within the same day um and or within the you know the next two days and so that to me knows that I can access the present and I do not make you know and I can heal through things faster which means that I am in awareness and I'm comfortable to say like I'm safe to be where I'm at um but I'm always going to be up leveling and processing through things um that doesn't mean I'm not healed now you know Healed is almost this space of being able to hold both. Yeah. Or using both and and. 
Yes. I can feel this and I can feel this. I can be in this space and there is an opportunity for me to be in a different space if I choose to. Yeah. Yeah. Just gets the, the process of processing gets quicker and quicker. Yeah. That's the beauty because then we're not like derailing our, our mission or your, whatever you're doing. Right. That's the goal. Um, so I think like also not getting surprised, you're going to, you're going to be upset, right? Like that's a big one, a big, big, big one is like, I mean, I had, uh, I have a client that, you know, runs around business too, and is going through stuff. And so I would watch her do a, like a, like this and, and, she would have shame over her going like, like, you know, going on a roller coaster, making a roller coaster arm and would you bail her more? And I'm going, hmm, shoot. I was feeling the exact same thing she was feeling this morning. I'm doing the same exact things, but I'm not feeling the way she's feeling. And so I was walking her through that. And it was like literally just the shame and the fear of going there where I am like, I don't have the, I, I'm okay that I feel these things. And I know that I'm holding myself back here. So I know it's my responsibility to keep going, but the emotion around it has reduced so much because I've worked through that stuff. So that's like the difference. Doesn't mean I did it. I'm like, yeah, shoot. I kind of had the same kind of morning as her, but I am not derailed because I'm okay with that. If, if that makes sense. Completely. Completely. Yeah. What are your top go-tos that you have used that have helped you in that process? like go through to, to, uh, I think anything, what is, what has been the most impactful for you as you have walked this journey and made choices to change your life and ultimately create a business out of it? Yeah. Um, two things, getting help. <laughs> um, I can't do it alone. Um, and I did do it alone for a part of it. I did, uh, I did therapy and then I moved. So I did the next second half alone, um, which I was ready and comfortable to do. Um, I didn't stop doing the work. I just was able to do it for myself because that's just also just really in me. Like I really believe in this stuff and I studied a lot of it. Um, but in order to pull it out and to reduce that shame and to feel and to make connections, like I, you can't do it yourself. It's like really, really, really impossible. I, you can eventually do it yourself, but to learn the process of it is, is, it's hard to do on your own. So, and also to talk about it, right? Like I, shame reduces as you speak. So it, shame is a cause to people and also heal through people. I love that Brandon Brown says that because I think it's so true. So it's necessary to have people to heal the shame. And the reason why we don't push through emotions is because of shame. So talking about it, hands down. Um, and then move slowly. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but I think we want to like rush things. Um, and something I've been like talking about recently a lot with like my clients and people is I have a lot of books. Um, and I think we can go, go from book to book, to book, to book. And I, uh, the gifts of imperfection is, uh, by Brené Brown changed my life. Um, and it's a very small book. I actually have it. Right. I was like showing her Megan. I'm like, I have it right here. Perfect. Super small. It is a small book. And it took me a year and a half to read it. And I don't mean that because I'm a slow reader. I mean it because I was in a really rough, dark spot. And I was in the beginning journey of my healing and it, it is everything I believe. It was like the first time I was being felt seen 
Um, and I took it guidepost by guidepost, actually sometimes page by page. And I would travel a lot for work and I would just feel open to open it. And I would, it would strike me and I would let that just be it for the day and maybe the month or two months. And I would let that sink in and in, uh, put that into my life on like a, a daily basis. So I just think like, on like a, you know, until I was ready to receive something new. Um, and I think sometimes the reason why we don't, we read all these books and we're like, this is so awesome. Like, I feel so like there's so many good stuff in here, but it doesn't actually change your habits. Um, it's because you're not taking the time to actually do anything about them. We're just reading them and being influenced and being inspired by people. And so that's unique to what I did. So I just like take stuff slow, but that's why like, that's why I designed the course I did because I basically took all of my steps that took me longer um, so that I could help people like physically actively put into place week by week. Um, but I, but I, I think like giving yourself that patience, like once I finish the course, people, I'm like, okay, now let's take one belief and one fear. And like, let's just work on that and mastermind, right. Just for like a couple of months because we get overwhelmed, but I don't know if that was an answer, but I just like, I think that's been like super impactful talking to people um, and getting real with how I'm feeling super fast and making this like a, absolutely the biggest priority in my life over anything, like anything. Cause I mean, friendships, um, time, everything, like it's really important. Um, yeah. just timeline to it. <laughs> mm. You mentioned your course. Can you tell me a little bit about your stuff, all the goodness that you share and create? Yes. Um, yeah. So I developed a 12 week course. Uh, it's a group course. Um, it's really designed to help people unwrap my company's called unravel you. So unravel the why behind your anxiety triggers, behaviors, emotions, um, really accessing your subconscious thoughts, um, beliefs so that we can bring them forward and change your narrative, your story. Um, so a lot of it is about the beginning is really understanding your story and owning your story, finding forgiveness and compassion for yourself and others through that, all of that, so that we can start to release these events that caused um, us to hold on to these agreements and these beliefs so that we can start to change the narrative and move forward. Um, so yeah, it's really awesome group of people each time. Um, again, like people always are fearful, which I know you know of doing group programs, but um, that's always my biggest like thing when people are like midway through or the end, I'm like, it's been so nice to be able to come somewhere each week and be able to just be real and honest and share things I don't share with anybody um, because it's helping me now be more open and vulnerable with other people in my life. And so just learning all of that and knowing a ton about yourself, um, it's been really awesome to see people's changes. Um, but like I said, I, I took, I really went into every area of my life and I developed steps that I thought were like very important in my journey. And I just wanted to make it quicker for people and not that you have to you heal quicker, but quicker to get to the point of knowing what are my things. And then you allow that to be the process afterwards of like the full blown internal heal. Yeah. 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 That's the other part too. When you said I had help, I had help do it. It's because that hopefully the help that you are enlisting is somebody that has walked a similar path or journey or understood it. So 
what took them maybe ages, seasons, years, decades of their life, they've been able to compact it down and give you the tools to understand the foundation. So that is accelerated for you. And then your timeline of how you process it is your timeline of how you process it and not rushing that. I love that because it's so true. Like I'm saying, like it took me so long to read <laughs> this book, the, all these books and really do it because I was like, I went to therapy, but I needed more out of just that. And it wasn't giving me what I needed fully. It gave me what I needed for the, what in the beginning. And so I wanted actionable tools. And so I've gone to every area and I've tested so many things. And now I'm like, Hey, let me give you all this <laughs> that you can use, um, foundationally. Right. And like, tell you my experience and tell you like, yeah, that's actually really hard. It was hard for me too. Um, these are the bumps in the road that it's going to happen at each step in the way. And I've experienced them and it's going to get better. Like being able to share that, I think is really helpful um, for people. I wish I had that. So mm -hmm. this is why I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where can everybody find you, hear about Unravel You, just see. Danielle shares some really fire Instagram stories all the time. Every time you post something about a thought provoking piece or every day, I just am sucked into it of, I need to remember this and I need to, I need to totally embody this. What wisdom do you have for me today? I'm glad because I always like, I'm like, do I post again? <laughs> yes. Post again. <laughs> thing post again. Um, but yeah, I, my name is just Danielle Gonzalez on Instagram. Um, and then my website is www.uru, like the letters, dot care. <laughs> and everything will be in the show notes too. So they can directly yeah. just click on I'm that. I'm happy to have my website up and running. It's Yay! fun now to be able to do stuff and be just like, say, go to my website. It's all there, <laughs> which is really fun to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And I just, I'm always so grateful to have a voice on for others to hear that truly walks the walk and talks the talk and does the work and empowers others. That's the biggest piece for me is you empower others to do this and find this. And I don't like to say fix, but to do their work for them instead of giving somebody the answer, or this is what's going to heal you. This is what's going to save you bullshit. Cause it is bullshit that I sought for a long time. And that's just not the approach that you have. And I just deeply, deeply appreciate that. Yeah. No, if this didn't change my life, I wouldn't be doing this. Right. Like I always say, like, I'm, I risk a lot to do this and like, it truly changed my life. And I believe that this is the foundation and there's so many methods helping along the way but we got to get to the root. <laughs> you got to get to the root and then you, then you heal. <laughs> mm. Thank you so much for listening to the fit and fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download. So you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.